Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always by my good friends and partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ron Martin, and the guy who's mowing Pipe's lawn right outside his window. Uh, we are all here. Trying, trying to do rich people things. Doing rich people things. We're, we're all here in studio, uh, ready to make radio magic. But Piper, um, you shared a distressing bit of news with me, which is that uh, it sounds like Dwell Bible is kind of taking a break from us. Um, it's not a breakup. It's just a break. So they're, they're taking the month of December off, which means we have a new sponsor for today's episode. Uh, so Piper, yeah, it, it, it was, it wasn't us. It was them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to, just to be, they just clear. need some time. Um, yes. Need to, need to date Jesus for a little while, which, which is good for a Bible company. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so we, yeah, which gives us a chance to date an entirely different, wonderful organization for the month of December. So that's what we're going to do. Who are we dating? Who are we taking to coffee right now? Who are we getting to know? Uh, we yeah we're gonna go have a wonderful get to know you conversation with Compassion International. There we go. Actually, um, so most of our listeners will probably have crossed paths with Compassion at some point. They're a pretty uh, pretty well known organization dedicated to alleviating poverty around the world, especially in caring for children. So they've set up a special link for our listeners. Uh, if you go to compassion.com slash the happy rant. Their big thing is sponsoring children. That's sort of the main way that they work with uh, churches and individuals to take care of kids around the world. So if you go again to Compassion.com slash The Happy Rant, you will see uh, just an array of photographs and a chance to sign up to sponsor uh, children from Bangladesh, from Bolivia, from Haiti, from Togo, from Ecuador, kind of all over the world. Um, and they have a really great system set up where it's a so it's a it's a monthly donation along with a clear set of instructions on how to be in touch with these kids, how to essentially develop a long distance relationship where you can see a child of four or five or six years old all the way through their school age years, um, supporting them, making sure they have school supplies, food, etc. Um, they also have a whole bunch of links on here that help you just understand the scope of what they do. If you just want to do a one-time donation or understand how they use the money that you're donating, if you're somebody who's, you know, you're, you're concerned about the ethics of things. So again, go to compassion.com slash the happy rant. And we would, we would love it if our listeners just signed up to sponsor a ton of these kids. There's, there's dozens on this page as well as they have, they have a lot available. Um, there's just a lot of need and, uh, what better time than heading into the holidays, heading into the new year to take on this as a chance to be generous, to give, to use the money that God has blessed us with to take care of somebody out there who is uh, who has less than we do in a material sense. So again, compassion.com slash the happy rant. Go and sign up to sponsor one of these kids. Um, that would be awesome. Wonderful pipe. Well said. I like it. And speaking of... Have you guys, have you guys ever sponsored a kid? Yeah, I actually have a weird story about that. Can I can I lay it on you real quick? <laughs> Depends on how weird, but sure, go ahead. When have we ever stopped each other? It's weird in as much as okay, so this was like a decade ago, and I had I'd been contracted by a Christian publisher. I'm not going to say which one. It's not about that. Um, to write a book about Christian music about CCM. And uh, needless to say, the book never saw the light of day. I think the manuscript that I turned in was just a smidge too cynical. Uh, imagine that. But um, as a part of writing this manuscript, I had to go to a series of concerts and like festivals. And um, I went to this concert one time, and there was a band who like 
kind of held the whole audience hostage in that they wouldn't start playing their set until like all these um, kids had been sponsored. So they literally like had the folders up on stage and people were like raising their hands to, to come and sponsor these kids and they wouldn't start playing until they were all gone. So um, it was, it was weird. I, I didn't sponsor one that night because I had just finished like paying for two international adoptions and we were broke, but um, I still felt kind of, kind of, guilted into it i mean that's that's a sort of long-term it's a long-term sponsorship it's a long game yeah yeah it's it's yeah (laughs) we we encourage international adoption on this podcast as well or domestic there's there's a lot of ways to there's a lot of ways to do this well absolutely and um you know what else we encourage piper people to buy expensive bags from uh from saddleback leather and if they've if they've got a few dollars left over after sponsoring kids at compassion they can invest that in a exorbitantly priced leather bag and uh and we have some of those bags to give away today don't we pipe we do so listeners you will remember that a month or two ago i think it was the month of october we had saddleback as a sponsor and we promoted repeatedly you can sign up to win one of these things or for a chance to win there was no guarantee well saddleback has come through with the winners of the five different items they were giving away so this is the announcement of who those winners are man this is huge. Uh, saddleback will follow up this saddleback will follow up with the winners to make sure that you get the get the item uh hopefully in time for christmas to make it a, a very merry christmas for you <laughs> but here they are so for the front pocket id wallets that's like the thin really nice leather wallet uh, that goes out to Casey Hodges. Congratulations, Casey! You Casey. won the wallet. Uh, yeah, you you. So you will now be the person who pulls out your wallet at a Starbucks or at the grocery store, and the person on the other side of the counter will go, "Where'd you get that? Yeah. That's pretty sweet." Oh, yeah. So you get to be that guy, Casey. It's a conversation starter. All right. Yeah. Then we have the little big mouth toiletry bag. Um, this goes out to Kelsey Mattis or Mattis. Uh, Kelsey, my guess is you probably won't get the same comments because you won't be pulling the toiletries bag out in public as often. You will just feel, uh, kind of extra classy as you are getting ready for your day while traveling. Like this would Ron. be perfect for yeah. Ron and all of his, all of all his, his hotel one. stays. Yeah. yeah all, all the hotel stays. The travel experience. It's shocking I don't have one, boys. I'm just going to put it to you that way. The maid at the Hyatt place would be really impressed with your travel. Mm. Yeah, she'll, she'll walk in at about 11 a.m. when you're off at, at conference meetings, and she'll be cleaning the bathroom and replacing the towels and just marveling at I might the have to lock that thing up, bag. actually. That would be something yeah. where I'd, I'd have to chain it up, right? It would... And the notoriously secure hotel safe. That's Absolutely. Right. All right, now we've got the Bear Trap pen case, Ooh. which I think of of all of the... This sort of like classy, pretentious things that a person can have. Mm-hmm. I think a pen case or a pencil case is real high on the that list. That seems over the yeah. top for my like 75 cent Bic pens that I use. <laughs> would, yeah, would that I, be a, a I, little I, bit of my, a mixed message maybe to have like a, a $400 pen case? Just a tad, big T. Just a tad, just a smidge. Now, didn't we, didn't we read on one of these manhood lists? Like in order to be a man, you have to have a really nice fountain pen. Or am I making that up, Piper? Was that a thing? Oh no, I, I'm pretty sure it was on there. If not, it it you know it was implied. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, right along with your your belt and your haircut and your pushups. <laughs> um. So yeah, all right. So the bear trap pen case goes out to Sean Walker. Sean Walker, you are the winner of a pen case, which 
automatically makes you the person who everybody can't decide whether to respect, resent, or be jealous of. So congratulations, They'll hate Sean. respect you, Sean. And also, I hope you have some yeah, nice that's pens. that's right. It doesn't even matter. You could you could stick anything in there. Like you could literally just stick like sliced up pieces of firewood in there. As long <laughs> as you have the case, it it works. Um, Dude, and it's good if you're right, cutting your next. own sliced up pieces of firewood and you're crafting. That's you right. Know? Also, also on a manhood Absolutely. list. Um, next, we've got the messenger backpack. Ooh. So with bated breath, this goes out to Kyle Grant. Kyle. Kyle Grant, winner of the messenger backpack. Ron, is that the backpack you have? you know yeah i have one of the messengers yeah it's like the smaller one you can just fit like a you know a tablet in like your phone and a, and a saddleback wallet inside of it that's what i use it for mm. so it's casual right just to it's, when, it's when i want people to know what i'm using but i don't want to be too too flashy and showy mm. about it yeah not yeah. overly ostentatious exactly well. correct that's your so, that's your ashland kyle pick, you know it's my Ashtown bag for sure. I don't want everyone thinking I'm something I'm not, even though I'm something I am. So I, I, I have that in place just to kind of keep everybody wondering. You know, you don't want I mean? them thinking you're some rich mega church pastor that just travels all the time. It's more exact, exact. It's more guy behind the guy bag. Guy behind the yeah. guy behind the bag. I like it. <laughs> so Kyle, Ronnie has given you a very good sense of what what you. Uh, what vibe you will be giving off with your new messenger backpack. Congratulations. And and last and definitely not least, we have the baby beast. This is a oh. this is like a, a an overnight bag, a really nice leather overnight bag. Um which I'm sort of salivating at the thought of because it's it's a beautiful <laughs> bag. Uh this one goes to Will Standridge. Will Standridge won the baby beast. Mm-hmm. Um so imagine somebody <laughs> traveling let's let's hypothetically say i don't know ronnie <laughs> traveling with the baby beast full of you know flannels and jackets and boots and things yeah. also carrying in their in their front pocket the front id wallet oh. um then they have the toiletries bag in the baby beast as well right like this is this is a full getup like a person could feasibly this this is a full travel getup right they got here the pen case the slipped wallet into their... the toiletries bag the pen yeah. case yeah. yeah in inside the yeah the pen case goes inside the messenger backpack yeah. which they can pull out at a, a you know at their nice small regional airport and and begin drawing in their moleskins or whatever oh, their favorite notebook yeah, is yeah just writing down some some big picture stuff yeah. you know Casting a little just, vision. Yeah, just it's, it's a blue ocean out there, ah. folks. So uh, those are our those are our winners: Casey Hodges, Kelsey Mattis, Sean Walker, Kyle Grant, Will Standard. Congratulations! You will hear from the folks at Saddleback about getting those items. Uh, congratulations on winning, and thanks for participating <laughs> in the sponsorship with us. Pipe, nicely done, and and nicely done by us to to nail down that sponsorship. Man, it's been good working with Saddleback. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, boys, speaking of fun, we have uh, we have topics, we have things to discuss. And uh, Piper, you you texted over a cryptic one in our in our pre-show prep, and I want to start with that. Uh, you said you had a like book promotional like marketing question for the two of us, and yes. I don't have to tell you that Ronald and I, as evidenced by our massively successful publishing careers, are book marketing geniuses. So lean on us, Piper. Use us. Ron and I are a resource, and we're here for you. So, what do you have? Well, yes, as as book marketing uh, geniuses, 
and as well as men of character. This is mm. this is something I wanted to throw in front of you. So um, <coughs> I I have a couple books re-releasing <laughs> early next year, um, and so you know you get your author copies. They send you whatever. Mm. You, I usually ask for a hundred because that's something that they could just send you whatever you know whatever amount of it doesn't cost them anything. Yeah. So then this is the question: How do you give away your own books? So I'm not talking about the influencer list where you're sending it to people really hoping they'll tweet yeah. about it. I'm talking about like to a coworker or to a family friend or whatever. Where's the line of? Hey, I want you to have this. It's brand new versus the line of, hey, I signed this for you, even though you didn't ask for it and I'm pretentious. <laughs> that is a great question, Piper. And I'm going to let Ronald tackle it first. Oh, man. So this is where I'm really bad about uh, self-promo, right? So I, I always feel like it's a little presumption to uh, hand one of my uh, masterworks off to somebody. <laughs> so um, I don't know. You know, it's weird, man. I'll tell you what, though. Since I wrote this uh, this kid's book mm-hmm. that just came out, um, that one is easier, right? Because when I'm handing it to somebody, it's like, hey, I think your kids would like this. Here's a gift for you. Yeah. Um, so that one comes off a that little- That makes total yeah. sense. Yeah, totally. So it makes it a little less like, hey, I'm just trying to promote myself and I want you to read something brilliant that I wrote or whatever. Um, so that one's been like way, way more, way less difficult for how I'm wired. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't typically- um, I don't typically do that. Now, close friends, family, I never feel like that's a big deal because they get me. And by get me, I mean my family doesn't get me at all, but I still don't feel bad about handing them a book. Yeah. Um, for You just know they're not going to read it. So you're like, here, this can go on yourself. So I know they're know, not going to read it. If they do, they're going to read stuff about themselves in it. So I'm half dreading that they actually read it knowing they're not, yep. right? Um, anyway, so... But yeah, the other thing, man, I don't, I don't know. We did a couple of... Uh, for this book, we did a couple of, you know crazy, you know, social media, here's a funny picture, do a caption, we'll give away five books for the top captions. Mm-hmm. But that's all just like incremental giveaways. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, what do you think, T? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I try to like, and, the, and this is the, like the evil inside my heart. I try to ascertain <laughs> like who should be buying one and who should get one for free. And it's all, it's all <laughs> unspoken and it all happens in my heart. And uh, that that maybe makes me the worst, but uh, but yeah, if if somebody, okay, so I feel like if they have resources, but they're trying to do the <laughs> evangelical thing and like kind of kind of angle and like work me for a free one, then I don't give them one. Um, but if somebody shows genuine interest and they're like, oh man, yeah, that looks so awesome, I'd love to read one of those, um, then I'll usually just give them a copy. Uh, and it's, it's, it's never more calculated than that. I give my parents free copies of everything I write, even if they don't read them. So they got a, they got a big stack of, of the whole library there at, at their house. Um, and they enjoy giving them away to friends sometimes. So I'll, I'll flip them some extra copies, but, uh, but yeah, there's really not a like super calculated method that I have for it. Uh, other than if I feel like somebody's really genuinely interested and, or, you know they may they may not have the extra cashish at the time to to get one. I'll usually give them one for free. But uh, if I feel like I'm being worked in any way, like there there was a book I wrote. This is a running joke at our church, the the church we're currently at, which we love. Um, but like the adoption memoir that came out like ten years ago now or so. Um, I think as a church body, they purchased one copy of that book, but it's probably been read by four hundred people. In that it's just been like 
passed around the church and dog-eared and like it's barely being bound together anymore. That's how worn out the cup. It's so sad. Yeah, but it's so sad. It's so sad in that it would have caught you could probably get it for pennies on the dollar on Amazon right now. So, but but as you guys know, evangelicals are such a cheap lot. Um, you know, the book the book just gets passed around. But uh and and I don't think that's an uncommon story for for authors. Um, so in in all seriousness, Ted, you should see if you can get that book re-released because I think you were like three years early, yeah. or two years early on the on the adoption as popular. Yeah, window. no, we were like a prototype, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I know it, I know it. And that one, like to this day, that's the one that I get a lot of compliments on. You know, people really seem to enjoy it. And I think I was a little early to the like kind of sudden memoir game. You know, in that. You know, Donnie Miller had just dropped Blue Like Jazz, which was kind of his, you know, Portlandia, you know, deal memoir wise. But um, but but yeah, the the whole idea of telling a story, telling a like story that's contained in a in a certain amount of time like that really wasn't happening yet. Um, so, yeah, re, a re-release would be cool. Now, Piper, how did you not to get too deep into the weeds of how the publishing business works, but. How did how did you get these re-release deals? Did you just reach out to the original publishers and be like, "Hey, I think this would have legs if we did a new cover, a new forward, whatever?" Well, no, I I actually I actually switched publishers. Okay. So my first two books were with a publisher who will go unnamed, although if you have the internet, I'm sure you can figure it out. Um, and that publisher went through multiple leadership changes. So the people who I worked with when I wrote them and signed yeah. them have been gone for several years, which. And as an author, like you work with a publishing company, but really you work with an editor yeah. <laughs> or a marketing person. Like there's, there's, you have an advocate or yeah. you don't. Uh, and it got to the point where I, I not only didn't have advocates, I, I didn't, I was like four generations removed <laughs> from that. Yeah. So, and I didn't, I, I, I'm, I try very hard not to be like a diva author. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, they don't even show up at the Gospel Coalition or that publisher is now owned books, by like a international arms dealer you know if you if you go up the food chain yeah or I, you know i don't even i don't know exactly what's going on with them but so my books that <laughs> as far as i can recall have never been at a desiring god pastors conference a together for the gospel conference a gospel coalition conference mm-hmm. like all the things that the piper last name matters at sure um and so it, i just sort of shrugged and was like um I feel like these would do better if they went to somebody who at least showed up to those things. Yeah. Um, not expecting much. So just negotiated a return of the rights to me, which basically go. means I had to buy out their remaining stock at a very, you know, essentially like at printing sure. costs. And then and then could take them to another publisher. So they're now with the good book company. Um and so help my unbelief re-releases in January and the pastor's kid re-releases in June. And I'm working on another book with the good book company. That'll be a new one coming out sometime later in the year. Nice. So, uh, yeah, it's, I wasn't sure how it was going to work, but it's, uh, I'm really, I'm glad that they're in the hands of people who I, I think they get yeah. it. And so, and then they're, they're at, they're kind of part of the right tribe, if you will, for where if, if I have an audience, <laughs> they're in that tribe. So It'll be I don't I don't expect major things, but it'll just be nice to have them in front of people and kind of give them fresh legs a little bit. I like it. Pipe now how do you how do you deal with giving away copies? This was your question, so I assume you had some right. awkward situations. Well I so my biggest my biggest thing on this is I feel like a total douche yeah. to be like, here's my book. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But 
I also know that a lot of people feel very self-conscious to go, man, I'd love a copy. Mm -hmm. And so there's this weird, awkward, like, I don't want to offer, you don't want to ask, but you definitely want a coffee, a a copy. And, and you're the kind of person I would just give one to. Like in my office at church, I have, you know, six or seven copies of the, the former editions of my books and I'm happy to give them away. But also I'm not just like, Hey, you want one of those? Because it, have you, you remember the scene in what about Bob? (laughs) Where where Bob Wiley goes into Leo Marvin's uh-huh. office and he has like nine shelves of his own books and he's like Bob, there's a book I'd like you to read uh-huh. and he kind of hems and haws and then pulls one off and <laughs> hands it to him. I feel like Leo Marvin when I give people my Doctor Leo so, Marvin, great character, great guy too. Yeah, oh, yeah, lovely uh-huh. man. Um, it, that whole that whole premise is why I was where I was coming from because there's a couple people who I work with. Who I would love to give one to, but I don't want to be that guy who's like, I wrote a yeah. book. I think you'd like a yeah, copy. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was the scenario that I was trying to navigate. And I I don't I don't have any better sense of of how to do that because it's a personal interaction, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. Or here's or here's another scenario. How maybe maybe this is maybe this is one that's easier to navigate. Um periodically, you know, pastors will come through town for conferences and they'll say, Hey, can we grab coffee or something like that? Do I bring my books to that and say, hey, just thought I'd give you these? Mm. Or do I just pretend my books don't exist? Yeah, I usually err on the side of pretending they don't exist unless, like, the other guy brings it up. Um, but, yeah, then do you have to run back to the office? I don't know, man. The, the, the etiquette on this one is weird. Maybe you just stick them into your, your $700 Saddleback leather bag, and if it comes up in conversation, you can casually reach in there and... and uh, produce a book. Maybe that's the elegant solution. Um, Is, I don't know. That that feel that feels so like. Oh, oh I just happened yeah. to have one of those with me. I signed it <laughs> exactly. To you, by the way, I wrote your name in the flap and wrote a nice note to you, and I just happened to have it with me. Yeah, it's weird, man. There's there's no blueprint for this. Ron, sort of Ron, do you carry Ron? Do you carry copies of your own books with you? I mean, maybe for like the first six months after it releases, in case you encounter somebody who needs them. Because especially doing what you do, which is you're at a fair number of denominational and conference kinds of things where there's sort of a a networky vibe. What? Uh, how do you handle that? I mean, literally never. I mean, I'm so opposed. I mean, I've literally to this day never worn one of my own band T-shirts. You know, I mean, I just, I just, I, I just despise that. Like altogether. It's like if somebody wants something, they'll ask for it. And man, if they genuinely want it, I'll give it to them. But the whole like, the whole like, you know, being too obvious about being too proud about being too promotional Mm -hmm. about your own product. I I just, maybe it's because I've released so much product, you know, when you add up all the music. So I just, ah, it like just destroys me even thinking. Dude, no, you should, Piper and I think you should lean hard into the band t-shirt thing. I would like for you to go a week where every day you wear a different band T-shirt that that you've been in, and just I literally don't think I could get it over my head. I don't think I could get my big head through like the loop. <laughs> they it's need so, to make a bigger like, loop. It's they so make, like <laughs> I mean, I'd be pulling it in, and there's like the shirt would be resist, like everything in me would be resisting. I don't think my I don't think my arms would form like pulling it over my my head like that. I just can't do it. I mean, you'd it's be so covering bad. it with fourteen jackets anyway. So like, hey, you know what? You got a point. Yeah. You got a point. Elegance, you know, yeah. and that's no judgment on anybody that does that because I honestly don't care. It's just a personal thing. Yeah, I really don't no, care. I get it. I so get it. I can't even wear one of our our church t shirts. I mean, I've literally never even like owned one of those. It just feels like, well, dude, what are you trying to say when you wear that thing? Come to my church. Dude, your church your has church t-shirts? is better. 
Yeah, of course we have t-shirts. Of course. That's amazing. We don't have t-shirts. Of course we have t-shirts. Well, because, I mean, of course you don't. But yeah. of course we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course you don't. Are of they Are they v-neck? Do. No, we v- don't have v- v-necks, but they're... But they're like that super meshy, like nice material. Whatever oh, it's yeah, the super like soft cotton. Oh, feels they're beautifully like you, you're soft. Wear, you're wearing a they would resale for like shirt, five dollars. Substance shirts, the gospel and the softest shirts in America. Oh yeah. wow, wow, boys! Can I tell you one more book story along these lines? This happened like this year. So I was having lunch with oh, a no. friend here in Jackson, oh, no. and. Uh, we were at this place and we were talking and there was a guy like a table or two over and I could tell he was kind of listening to us. He was kind of eavesdropping a little bit older guy. And um, as we were getting up to leave, uh, he sort of casually ambles over and he he put like a flyer on our table. And it was obviously like a very self-produced, you know, homemade kind of flyer. And uh, he was like, hey, I couldn't help but overhearing because I was listening to every word that... You know, you you <laughs> couldn't help but overhearing in that I was basically leaning my head on your table. Um, that you you guys are authors, you guys are writers. He's like, I just want you to know I'm a writer too, and uh, I want you to take these flyers. And there's a little bit of information about my my books in here. Wow. And we're like, wow. we're like, wow, okay, you know, uh, that that sounds great. Thank you. And he walked away, and I looked at the flyer, and. <laughs> The, the the particular like sub 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 genre that he writes in is like erotica for older people and uh wow. you know as soon as soon as i read the title scene senior erotica what's, what's the name what's the Senior-rotica. name of that uh, that community in florida in villages I, I have people who live yes. there exactly <laughs> I know. I was going to say you've spent holidays oh. there before. Is this all set in the villages? Uh, if if so, then I want to die. But uh, but yeah, it probably is. <laughs> the villages has probably launched a lot of senior erotica over the years, and I'll just uh, I'll just leave it at that. I don't think I've ever wanted to. Well, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go in, not gonna go into that, man. Um, we we could do a whole app on the villages. Senior erotica. <laughs> oh, I love it, baby. I love it. See, you're a marketing genius. Um, this guy needs to. How my mind works. He needs I don't to, give away anything. I just think of the thing. You got t-shirts. Got t-shirts though. I want. I want to see these yes. substance tees. Can you, uh, boys? I just just send. You, I should just send you a couple of tees. Oh, Let's do baby, it. send me a couple of tees. You can kind of sponsor. Absolutely. You can be me and Pipe's t-shirt sponsor for an episode. Absolutely. I'll sponsor wearing a enough. church t-shirt. Wearing a church t-shirt is like having a fish sticker on your car. Like there's there's no way to live up to that. I mean, except uh, our I feel like t-shirts look like band t-shirts, so you can't. Well, and the name of his church is so yeah. nebulous. Like nobody's going to know what it is anyway, right? Yeah, it's the title that's, of a Joy Division fair. album. So you're everybody's yeah. just going to think everybody's literally going to think you're wearing a Joy Division shirt. You're you are in such good hands in our shirt. Absolutely. You know? I just don't trust. I don't trust myself enough to publicly <laughs> brand myself with something that like overtly Christian. Because somebody's going to go, oh. It's not yeah, like a Lord's Gym t-shirt it's, from the 90s. I mean, this is Ron we're talking about. You probably can't even see the logo. That's how minimalist it is. <laughs> <laughs> They're just blank it's, shirts. It's already there is stated. no logo. Exactly. We just order blank shirts, no no print. Exactly. Oh, I love it. I love it. The, you know, there's a total, like, that. that's actually kind of genius. Because be like, you know, if the people are the church and and you are the witness, then yeah, like, just the blank t-shirt totally works. You could do a whole sort of metaphorical thing you around that. You could do a whole that, s- that sermon cool. series on that. Well, boys, I, I mean, I'd in terms in terms of logos, it really is small. So, like, if you're standing back 10 feet, you really wouldn't know what they're wearing. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not nice. it's not in your face at all, you know. 
That's good That's marketing, baby. Good marketing for the church. Do you have a little? Uh, do you have a little like nook or a little kiosk at the at the the building there where people can buy those? Like on a Sunday morning? It's incredible to me that you would even ask that. Of course we I do, know, baby. So we have a little we have a little kiosk that has our shirts, mm-hmm. has books. Um, what's the? I think we've had, what's the decorating? We've had some of your guys' books in there. Do you really? We, so of course, baby. That's huge. Of course. What's the decorating so, motif of the kiosk? Is it like? early industrial or is it um like woodworking or what's the hipster like what kind of yeah, hipster I mean, wheelhouse are we in here it's kind of just the typical um it kind of goes with the warehouse vibe where yeah. we just have like wooden shelves yeah with the books and then we have like a little like roll up like wooden kiosk that has there like the go. shirts all stacked oh and, i love it yeah man it looks great Dude, you got one of those little white one of those little uh boards where you put the little white uh letters in there and it spells things like all the kind of uh, suburban moms have no, I mean it, it. It's basically the prototype of that. Okay. We have like chalk. Oh, chalk! Like we write things yeah, in chalk yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. Chalk was a hipster thing circa a few years ago. Well, yeah, it's yeah. also it, which is now a mom like kids going back to school. The kid holds the chalkboard that says like first day, first grade. Uh, so you you got that vibe. It's going. a little dated. We're we're getting ready to move on with a little more modern touch. Baby, what's yeah, next? What's the next hipster aesthetic that we're that we're leaning into? I don't know. I think it, it's going to be a little less um, wood and palette and a little more uh, – it's going to be a little more like Magnolia mm. vibe. Dude, you know what? It's crazy. I was just reading in Spurgeon this morning and he was like kind of grappling through nice a lot of the same – Hashtag humble. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the same things he was grappling with. Do I go like traditional palette or Magnolia? Yeah, you know. So oh, man. That's all he talked about. That's all this guy – you can't get him to shut said. up about that stuff. He's wrestling. He's, He's wrestling. wrestling. He's grappling. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Prince of Preachers wrestling. The Prince of Preachers. These are pastoral Wrestling problems. through shiplap. Absolutely. I mean, I want to be known as the Prince of Shiplap. Shiplap, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and Spurgeon grappled with this, right? How how much shiplap? When do we, I incorporate it? You know, these... I think he set the stage for big R here. I th- I'm just saying. Yeah, you know? he really did. I'm not Baptist enough to be into Spurgeon, though. i got to find somebody else that I can align with. You know what? He... F- Oh yeah, you're like you're like a Thomas Merton homeboy or something like that. You got to go. You got to go. Or like, yes, yeah. I've never even read him. I know I'm supposed to, but I have. Baby, if you think Thomas okay, Merton fine, didn't Eugene fight the shiplap battle ahead of you, then you're crazy. So no, because you know he did. You know he, he did. did. You know nobody was, that fi- nobody filled with that much angst was not fighting shiplap battle. He was really wrestling with the shiplap. You know what? What do I do? How much? How soon? Um, these are real issues. Guys, to Boys, say that it's not a real issue or real struggle is just denying what's going on in your heart. That's you it. Know? Yeah. I mean, you look at the shiplap plank in your own eye before you look at, you know, like. <laughs> Dude, that, we need to write a new translation. That, that's I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it. That right goes there. in the hipster I mean, study Bible, you know? Absolutely. Hipster study Bible. I mean, do you think Crossway would be interested in that? Big oh, absolutely, absolutely. They're they're already making calls. In fact, I'm getting a call off off. Guys, I just finished the Book of Romans as we were talking. Oh, there you there. go. I love it. I love it's it. short. It's really short. Boys, speaking of the, we don't want to we don't want to expose it too deeply, right? It needs to be short and succinct. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you don't want to pull these guys away from their shiplap and their pallets and their <laughs> their you know whatever, but. Uh, Boys, we have to be pulled away from this program soon. But before we do, we got like five more minutes. Um, I want to I want to ask you guys what you're watching or reading lately that you're enjoying. People like it when we do this, and uh, I'm going to get us started with a weird one. You guys are going to judge me for it. Um, so we're going to pivot away from judging Ron for his shiplap, and uh, you guys can judge me for the fact that. Honestly, I was more jealous of Ron than I was judging. I mean, so it was, again, it was sort of like the jealousy judge, not the I think that's wrong. Well, judge. baby, listen. Judge see. As Spurgeon wrote, the shiplap is there for everybody, 
right? All, all you have That's to do. That's a great quote by Spurgeon. All you have to do is accept the shiplap. Okay. Now, does the shiplap do the wooing? Maybe. Uh, I think so. But it's mm. it's mm. it's there for everybody. Mm. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it though. Yeah, I don't care what it means. I like it. It's just pastoral, boys. I'm being pastoral. It is pastoral. You're the men of the cloth, though. I leave it to you to interpret the shiplap. I just, you know, kind of raise the so top. Spurgeon. So Spurgeon of you. Boys, the thing I'm enjoying is, uh, did, did you guys, you didn't, I already know that you didn't. Uh, I feel like most middle school age boys go through a phase where they love professional wrestling. Piper, I, I, I could see you having gone through that. Ronald, definitely not. Um, yeah. I would say, I would say I dabbled. dabbled. Yeah. There was like ages, I don't know, 14 to 17 kind yeah. of, and, and a lot of it was built around, it was during the Nintendo 64 days and there was a WWE versus WCW game. Dude, that, that was, was such a great a game. I remember hit. that. Um, so my son Maxim is like the perfect age for this now. And there's a new league. Uh, it comes on TNT, a new wrestling league, like to rival the WWE. And it's called AEW, All Elite Wrestling. And uh, I've started, yeah, I've started watching this with Mazzy. And, uh, and we love it. We're like addicted to it now. We watch it every week. Um, it's like our thing to do together and, uh, deep nostalgic vibes for me. So, uh, it takes me back to that middle school, like time period where I loved wrestling and cared about it. And the thing about AEW is, um, like there's no jobber matches. There's no like easy ones. So every, everybody in this league is like a high flyer. There's always like tons of high spots. Um, it's really cool and it's really fun. And by really cool, I mean, unspeakably dorky. Um, but, but it's a lot of fun and we're enjoying it. Um, so that's mine. Piper, what about you? Reading, watching, what are you enjoying? Man, it has been like a, a viewing desert for mm. me the last several months, both because of lack of time. Uh, when one is on a writing deadline, yeah. one must prioritize things. But also just because I haven't seen anything come out that I'm like, man, that looks amazing. Yeah. Um, so, But reading-wise, I just finished up a book by Don Winslow called The Border. So it's a he did a trilogy... Um, about a DEA agent basically fighting the drug war along the Mexican border <clears throat> over the course of like three decades. So it's, it cover, covers, you know, 30 years of this guy's life or something like that. Um, and it's, he's one of the best sort of realistic fiction authors I've read. It's what, this is one of those books that I probably should do a disclaimer and be like, it's a little gritty, has some content, sure. um, et cetera. But he's, He's a phenomenal storyteller, paces the books really well, and then has a really good understanding of sort of the ins and outs of like the all the difficulties and and like the intrigue and all of that of the drug war, the political side of things, the individual effects on people. He weaves in bit characters and all this. He's he's a he's a genius. Uh, so it's called the power of the dog series. The book was called the border, but I just finished that. I loved it. I think Winslow's phenomenal. Nice pipe. Big R. What about you? What are you enjoying lately? Besides shiplap? Um, dude, I got, no, I got nothing, man. I'm a little more asked. I'm finishing up Downton Abbey season six. Nice. And, uh, like I do every fall and I'm a little more aspirational, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm married to a woman who doesn't like movies, but I love movies. So that's the one thing we uh, don't have in common. Um, so, um, Matt, but here's a movie I want to see. Maybe you boys have seen it. Yeah. I want to see Ford versus Ferrari. Dude, Pipe and Christian I were... Bale and Matt Damon. We were literally just talking about this off the air when you were having your tech problems. So my kid saw it. He's 17. 
And yeah. he came home absolutely raving about it. Said it was like it's, it's gotten great reviews. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a Mount Rushmore for him, man. It's 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 on there. It's on his Mount Rushmore of movies, and uh, and it's kind of like a movie that they don't really like. They don't really make movies like that, and you know, no. it's not a Marvel universe. Yeah, movie, it's not right? franchise. So one off. It's going to be a one off. Right. Um, so it's kind of a classic, yeah. sort of end of year kind of vehicle. Great actors and. Uh, yeah, and I, I just I'm really it just looks great, and I, I'm really looking. Forward so, baby, to I'm it. actually going to see it tonight, man. I'm, I'm going. Are. Yeah, I'm going with my brother-in-law and all the nephews, and we're gonna we're gonna go check it out tonight. Just imagine if we were in Fort Wayne, right? Oh, now. baby, Fort Wayne, city of dreams, at that Hyatt place with the uh, you know the concrete bunker megaplex like attached to it. That was that was too good, Ronald. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was yeah. too good for it to last, and it didn't last. Then it didn't last so exactly. It was too good, unlike the show that we were doing in Fort Wayne. Uh, right absolutely yeah yeah good times boys that's all i got man that's all i got sorry boys no it's okay it's okay a little disappointing but your your mind is on shiplap and i i give you that because you're you're a pastor and you need to and and hol and holiday pastries shiplap not, holiday pastries don't, don't sell them short that's Father, happening right now down in the kitchen boys big yeah. m is just cooking ronnie ronnie christmas swing. is ronnie christmas is getting into full swing here. oh it's full swing baking all almost there all manner of things that you won't be eating so a cranberry tart oh. is on the menu. Now, boys. can you eat that? Is that, that on the whole thirty? That will be consumed. Ah, well, I let it go for tomorrow. There you go. I let it go. Yeah, you gotta you gotta live your life, baby. Gotta live a little exactly. And boys, we have to we have to all live our lives. Meaning, we should get off the air and draw this yes. episode to a close Please. because we've done what we Begging always do. Uh, we've wandered to and fro throughout these topics. And until next time, the Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.